And that's our theme for this month. Becoming houses of spiritual renewal. You know, there's places where God starts moving. I don't know how many of you have heard about the different revivals and spiritual renewal. As, as we come from our word explosion, we use that word revival, renewal. Pastor Ray will use visitation. They all mean the same thing. You'll note that in times of visitation, there are specific places or venues or countries or cities where the revival sparks from. And it looks like it's at this particular place where the fire of God catches up. Now, that's a sovereign decision that God makes, which place he uses. And it's not based on the people being nicer than others. For instance, during the Azusa Street Revival at the turn of uh, about 1905-1906, that place in Azusa, that's the area in Azusa Street rather, that's the specific geographic spot where there was a move of God in that particular place. And many people from around the world traveled to that place. And anyone who came there was touched. In fact, the Apostolic Faith Mission will tell you this. That one of their founders, who is John G. Lake, actually received a touch of God from Azusa Street. He went there and was in those services and received an impartation. You see, you see, the presence of God comes upon you and gets imparted upon you and in your spirit. And you carry it where you go. That's why we pray the prayer we're praying. You see, when you see God do all these things, us building buildings, us doing this and paying these things happening, it's an impartation. And because you are here, it comes upon you as well. Oh, that was a weak amen. If I was you, I would be standing on the chair and walking on the ceiling. Oh. But it's a sovereign thing, Yamudim. It, it's, it's really not. But when God begins to do it in a place, the leaders there carry the responsibility to ensure that the right atmosphere exists for that to happen. Because you can quench the spirit. Paul says in the book of Thessalonians, quench not the spirit. To quench means like so God brings a revival. There's fire. There's a move of God. You can take water and extinguish it. There are things that when we do them it can choke what God wants to do. Ah, but we're not going to do that, are we? Oh, you, are you going to do that? We're not going to do that, are we? No, we're going to make sure the environment exists. So he was touched, John G. Lake. And that anointing crossed oceans, crossed borders, went to another country and started a work that more than 100 years later, the apostolic faith mission still exists. Only God can do that. Yeah. When something is done of God, it will stand the test of time. Yeah. And God's power will break borders, it will break principalities and powers, it will go to other nations of the world, it will touch all colors, all age groups, 
all in economic backgrounds. And so I, I believe, Bazalan, there are churches, not just ours, many other churches, Rema is one of them, many other churches around the world that are houses and, or, or houses of renewal. There's something that God's doing. And there's all churches around, denominational churches, non-denominational churches, uh, mainline churches, uh, charismatic churches, charismatic churches, automatic churches, all kinds of churches. And there's something special. And when, if you have visited a church like that, you can tell there's something happening. There are some places how you got on the Agunan Chumu. But you know, it's not a problem. People can still go on. But in these places of renewal, in these houses of renewal, there are certain things that become distinctive things. And there are things that in these churches must be done to sustain the move of God. During our word explosion, I think Pastor Charlo, there are so many things that were said and, and many of them really touched my heart greatly. I remember on this day when Pastor Charlo was going back to our text, times of refreshing will come from the presence of the Lord, but he went back to explain the context of that text, if you remember. This man who was sitting next to the gate of beautiful for 40 years, he couldn't walk. He's sitting next to the gate of beautiful, a gate that leads into the house of God. But somehow, even if he's sitting next to the house of God, where the presence of God should be, his life is not changed. He's sitting next to the gate of beautiful, but his condition is not beautiful at all. And Peter and John, men who came from the upper room, <laughs> men who came from houses of renewal, who had been in the presence of a move of God, they are going to the temple as a spiritual discipline, the Bible says, at the hour of prayer. When they go past this man, this man asks from them, some donation. And watch. The people who came into the temple gave this guy the donation. Instead of solving his problem permanently through the power of God, they give him an alternative way. See, when the church gets to a point where it is so unproductive that we give people an alternative for the real thing. We give people things that pacify them instead of change their lifestyle forever. Peter and John have a You know what? Runa, we're not going to pacify you. Runa, we're not going to give you another gospel. We don't have another gospel. We don't have another type of preaching and only other things. What we have, we're going to give to you in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk. And they do what the church should have done all along. Because the church carries the power of God. The church moves in the power of God. The church has got to change the condition of the man at the gate of beautiful. And when this man gets healed, the religious leaders, instead of celebrating, they persecute them. They persecute them for doing what the church should be doing in the first place. How backslidden we can be. That we can come to church and give alternatives. 
and not give people the raw power of God. I was telling them in the first service. You know, when we went to Sosolbeck, and when I saw that church, it's, it's in a rundown place, Bazalan. Hey, that, that plaque is dead. English lyric, that's calling. Die plaque is dead. When you look at it, you know, we have dying communities, you know, and, and, and everything's falling apart. We bought this church. I mean, and so we looked at it, and my bishop, they loved it. I loved it too, Mara. I had a bat. <laughs> I didn't tell them. So we looked around. So then I decided to take a walk and look at it from afar. But I didn't tell them I was talking to God. And I said, God, we can't come here. No, no. No, I got never. And the Spirit of God said to me, what, what are you talking about? Isn't that what the anointing is there for? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus said, the Spirit of God is upon me. Because he's a, he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. To announce liberty to those who are bound. The acceptable year of the Lord. To pronounce liberty to the captives. Recovering of sight to the blind. To announce the acceptable year of the Lord. God said, hey, the anointing belongs here. Where things are dead. Where things are broken. Where things are not working. But the anointing will bring life. I said the anointing will bring life. I said the anointing will bring life. Yeah. I said, okay, God. Askis. We will buy. Sold. We had to work on that church. And my bishop has been working. They've been working so hard. Thank you so much. My bishop has been doing so well. Bless you. Not only Costa Salbeck, even Leko Fandabel Park, Shemratak, Utleko Haika, Koda to 12 Fubusi, Manavatu. Serious, Bazalan. She's been waking up every morning, driving there in the morning, coming very late at night. Very, very late. I think she slept at about one this morning. to do the thing. Yeah. Give the Lord a big hand. Thank you, wife. Yeah. But see, Bazalan, the church brings life. But the church must know how do we maintain the life of God in our services? Number one. Houses of renewal, number one, must, there must be prayer in the house. Because it's prayer that leads to spiritual renewal. That's why we emphasize so much on prayer. That's why even during services, we take time to pray. We want people to learn to pray. Prayer is what the church must do. When you read Bible, the Bible on revival, the book of Hosea, the book of Haggai, the book of Joel, the book of Zechariah, all of them present this picture. Before there could be a renewal, a revival, an outpouring, a visitation, there was always a call on people to fast and pray. Prayer is always a prerequisite 
to spiritual renewal. Even with the disciples, after Jesus met them, after he was raised from the dead, he told them, go to Jerusalem. Go and wait. Somebody say wait. wait. Tell your neighbor wait. wait. Tell your other neighbor wait. wait. Tell your other neighbor wait. wait. The word wait in the Bible is not like wait like you're waiting for a bus or a taxi. It has two connotations. Number one, it means be expectant. Like when you are pregnant, waiting for your baby to be born. You're waiting. But then it also has the connotation of being in, being in expectation whilst in a prayerful mood. So you are praying with expectation. You are waiting. So it is in this praying with expectation that God's divine outpouring will come upon your life. Now note, Jesus said to them, for you heard as was said by John that you have been baptized by John for repentance unto dead works. But he said, there is one who's coming after than me, who's greater than me, whose shoelaces I'm not even worthy to tie. When he comes, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. So Jesus says, go wait. So note, this is important. They have a promise from God that there's going to be a spiritual renewal, revival, visitation, outpouring, whatever you want to call it. But even if God has made the promise, this promise is a promise that has a condition to it. Ah, you missed it. You missed it. You missed it. God has made the promise, I'll send a revival, but for the revival to come, there's a condition to it. The condition is, you must go and wait. In other words, even if God says he's going to bring a revival, you must get into a prayerful mode and pray unceasingly. So what happened? The disciples, for 40 days, they prayed there. Not 40 minutes. 40 days. Isn't it amazing that today's Christians can't even pray for 40 minutes by themselves? Look at your neighbor and say, the way you are quiet. Keep on They're talking to somebody who's not far from me. So for 40 days, they prayed. And the Bible says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. And suddenly, there came the sound of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were seated and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire and it sat upon each one of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they began to speak with other tongues. See, Bazalana, when the outpouring happens, it just comes suddenly. You don't know when, you don't know how. You know, this is what Jesus told Nicodemus. He said, you know, the Spirit of God is like wind. The wind blows where it listed. And you don't know where it comes from. Have you ever realized with wind, the wind comes from this side, next thing comes from that side, next thing comes from that side. You don't even know where it comes from and how it comes. Mara, it's coming. The Holy Spirit is like that. God begins to break on people suddenly when you're not expecting. So, when we pray, we are not saying, God, five days from now, your spirit must fall. Uh-uh. We stay in prayer 24-7, 365 and a quarter. 
Because we know that suddenly God's going to break open the heavens. Can I hear an amen? Can I hear an amen? Can I hear an amen? It's almost like when the clouds are forming, like right now. You see the sky getting darker and darker and darker. Even if the weather forecast, there's going to be this possibility. They'll never give you the exact time that at two o'clock it will start raining. No. They can see the signs. I don't know about you, but I can see the signs. I said, I can see the signs. It's about to rain. I'm so glad and grateful, Bazalana, of having seen some of these things happen in a practical way when I was still young in the things of God. I remember when we were at Skanon in 1979. My friends and I, as I've told you the story before, we were praying that there should be a revival at our school. For three months or four months, if I'm not wrong, we were praying. Monday to Friday for about 45 minutes for a revival. And you see, when you have that kind of prayerful attitude, you just keep praying and you keep expecting. And then one day we, we, we spoke to the principal about having the SEM. They had been saying no all along. From nowhere they then gave us permission to have the SEM. Those who don't know, student Christian movement for the burn freeze. We used to have church services at school those years. We were allowed. It would be allocated on Wednesdays or Fridays. It depends. Ours was on Wednesday. So I remember this Wednesday, the first day of the SCM, it was packed out. Hey, it was full. So full, but we were using the hall, the school hall. The school hall was packed. Not only was the school hall packed, even outside, the students were standing on the stoop outside. So full that one of the teachers came to chase some of the students away. We were shocked. We were not pastors. There was no elderly person among us. We were all young people, 18 years old, 20 years old. But somehow, the praying the persistent praying, the continual praying, the effectual fervent prayer. God was touching our own peers. Remember, these young people, they didn't have to listen to us. We were not pastors. We were not older than them. They were our peers. But there was something compelling, something moving, something supernatural that, that, drew, that drew them to come. And they came. They came, I tell you. And we started having services. It was powerful. And then I remember one day I was preaching at assembly in the morning. Those years we used to have assembly and then they would allow us to preach on certain days. So the teachers would all be standing in front and here you are preaching 18 years old. You have your English teacher who's busy correcting your grammar. You have your Bible teach, Bible, Bible study teacher, you remember, eh? who's busy correcting your theology. Bless them, Jesus. But that day, I don't know what happened. I was preaching, and, and, and from nowhere, there was just a presence of God that fell on the whole school. It 
you are so, you know, usually when you preach to students, they are busy playing. There's always this guy who's loved by these girls. You know the story how it goes, right? Who's always naughty, so he has to do something to distract you, to impress these girls. Not that day. <laughs> Not that day. Superman was arrested by the power of the Holy Ghost. Ah! Presence of God came on the students. And there's several who got saved. We still, we have one of them in our church now. In fact, probably there could be more. But there's one of them I know who's in our church as I speak. It was a move of God. I said it was a move of God. I said it was a move of God. But what leads to that is prayer. Bazalana. That's why everybody must pray. I'm so glad with the checking in and the checking out. Yeah. We as pastors, we've always had a WhatsApp group that we communicate through. It's so nice to see the checking in and the checking out. Your pastors are praying. I said your pastors are praying. I don't think they only started praying now. I think they've been praying all along because that's our culture here in our church. But, the, but there's, we are more sensitized to pray. Start your WhatsApp group with your friends, with your departments. See, some of you, like, the MND has failed, like, you don't want to pray. Look at your neighbor and say, I watch your next one. I know, you don't pray. But when churches are filled with men and women of prayer, when the atmosphere is pregnant with prayer, when people have such a spirit of prayer about them, that how let's pray. It's like a good strain that has gone out of control. And it has no way of stopping. The more they pray is the more they want to pray. Not when you have to crank them up. Wind them up. Force them. Threaten them. Tell them don't get tired. It just shows they don't have a spirit of prayer. And the church today, Bazalwani, I'll be honest with you, I'm not being judgmental, but the church today is not a praying church anymore. I'm telling you. And I'll tell you why we're not a praying church anymore. Because we're not going through enough problems. See, desperation will make you pray. <laughs> And one of our worst enemies as church people is being too well resourced. There's nothing wrong with the blessings. But you have to guard against them. I've promised you that sermon. I'll do it before the end of the year. People haven't learned how it takes a great man and a great woman to be blessed of God and still have a hunger for God. It's almost a difficult combination for many people. You know why God was talking about Job so much? Because Job was right. Everything right. This guy, he's rich. They are doing well. He's healthy. He's fine. He has a relationship with God. Everything. But every day he wakes up and prays. Every day. Every day. Every day I prayed my body. No. He wakes up and prays. It's, it's an issue for him. See, there are certain things, Pastor that must be an issue for you. It's like they're coming to church. I was telling them in the first service. I've noticed people month end, they don't come to church. I've seen it. I'm not saying it to you. Go tell them, those who are not here. See, our foyer starts getting empty. 
month end. Because when people banali chela, I mean, all over, if you drive around month end, kiddie party everywhere. But there was a day, there was a time when we didn't have that disposable income. I'm telling you. There's a time when some of us come We held on to our mom Arisa Because we, we, we had to be prayed for. There was no food. We, we needed God to intervene. But it's a Our intensity changed. It takes discipline. To keep yourself hungry for God in spite of what you have. Takes discipline to, to go, you know, because one of our leaders was telling me, Ditaba, Ditaba he, he went to live, to live in Canada for several years. He said, those people don't go to church. Most people, mono, many of these successful countries that you are raving about, France, people don't go to church in France. No. Switzerland, I mean, Switzerland has zero, zero unemployment rate. France, where we were, zero crime. Yeah, everything is opulent, nice, everything. Everybody's, mm-hmm. bonjour. <laughs> now, we like that. We want to be like that. But you see, what we haven't realized is that these places, these places like Canabo, Pastor Benibakokaiwef, eh? Scotland, Scotland, nice place. They've got farms, they've got big houses, cars. I mean, everything. Scotland used to have missionaries years ago. They have some of the greatest missionaries who went around the world. They were preaching, they loved God. See, here's what happens when you turn your heart to God. Inevitably, God blesses you. It's, it's part of the package. Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be. So, so you find we are at that point where we don't have stuff. We are desperate for God. So we run to church because that's the only place where we are accepted. Because in other places, because Barashaya Katlas. So we come to church because we're poor. We get friends at church. We get prayed for. They bless us. That's how we live. But then we get to a point where we are able to do something. <laughs> That's where the problem starts. Yeah. I was talking to some young people. There's a group of young people I know about who let him mock the king. I met them somewhere. Yeah. After they finished after they got married, that was it. They've got their Bima, they've got their Mercedes-Benz. They live in a gated community. Why must they need God? Huh? Why? They are the kind that love They are very hectic, very impatient. They want to live now. I've got an important item. Like in some church I went to, I rebuked this man. After I talked to his pastor about it. He was saying to his pastor, our life is not all church. We have other things. We have life. 
I told this pastor, I said, that man, you must never send him to come and pick me up again. I don't want to see him. Sorry, I don't want to talk to him. <laughs> and the pastor was getting under pressure. Ended up preaching for 15 minutes. Get a thing in a little speed cop. 30 minutes, everything's gone. <laughs> when you are desperate, you'll pray for the whole night. And that's our problem. That is given to him. Because he's just that kind of God. When you put him first, he makes sure everything in your life is okay. Mara, it's a sad thing. We turn our attention from him and put our attention. Today's Christians are rapely, man. Our charismatic churches, we're not praying. We're very shallow. Can see when we say let's pray, some people are not about. What's up? The only thing that sustains them is that they are in this environment. That's the only thing. At least that anointing about setting. Yeah, but two cyber sustain at least for one month. But but if they were to stand by themselves, they would never survive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We must be houses of prayer. From the leader to the congregation. Hosea ten twelve says in the New Living Translation, it says, I said, plant the good seed of righteousness. What's the good seed of righteousness? Prayer. And you will harvest a crop of love. Now, note. Plow up the hard grounds of your heart. For now. Somebody say now. now. Say it again. Now. now is what? Is the time to do what? Oh, it won't happen. Now is the time to do what? That means it's a time to pray. That he may come and do what? And do what? Watch this now. Now it is time to seek the Lord. I like it in the King James. That it may come and rain righteousness on us or shower righteousness. Now note what it's saying. What it's saying is this. When you seek the Lord, right, you are engaging in a spiritual law. Just like when the clouds become heavy of rain. As the moisture rises from the ground and gets up into the sky, condensation happens. So as the prayer rises to heaven, spiritual condensation happens. And then it says, it's time to seek the Lord until, somebody say until. There has to be enough moisture in the atmosphere such that finally the clouds cannot carry it. It breaks down in a form of rain. There should be enough prayer going up that the heavenly clouds cannot contain it anymore. It breaks out. And note, it says that it may come and shower. Somebody say shower. Somebody say shower. Somebody say shower. He rains in showers. Now, right now, you know, it's been trying to rain since my one. 
He's a if, if I was doing the weather forecast, I would say today it may rain. It will be just a spit and a spot. <laughs> Which means it will rain here and jump here. It will rain there and jump there. Oh, Mara, this one has a pula e parapara. This one is not a spit and a spot. This one is heavy rain torrents. This one is showers. When it showers, everything gets wet. I'm telling you today, God is about to shower on your life. He's about to rain on your spiritual life. Rain on your health. Rain on your financial life. Rain on your education. Rain on your home. Rain on your children. Rain on your career. God is about to rain on you. When you go that way, when you go that way, it's not a spirit in the spot, it showers that's a coming Woo, Jesus have you ever been in have you ever had rain come on you not having thought it was going to rain that day and those days when you didn't have a car and you were walking on foot and you got so wet that everything was drenched everything Everything was drenched. Nothing escaped. Everything was drenched in the rain. Everything, everything from head to toe, you were drenched in rain. God says, I'm about to rain that kind of anointing on your life. Everything. Everything, everything, everything. You'll see it in the church. You'll see it in the home cell. You will see it in the department. You will see it in line crossers. You will see it in women of destiny. You'll see it in the branch churches. You will see it in Pinville. You'll see it in Las Plate. You'll see it in your home. You'll see it at work. You'll see it on your children. You'll see it on your mother. You'll see it on your father. You'll see it on your neighbors. You'll see it in your church. You'll see it in your school. You'll see it in your business. You'll see it in your place of work. Showers are coming. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But the condition is how much moisture is coming from the ground. How much prayers are coming from the ground. Can I hear an amen? Can I hear an amen? Can I hear an amen? But I'm not talking about what I don't know. We've gone through periods in our church where we got into that mode of taking up the moisture. When our church was in Church of the Holy Ghost, 1984, I started afternoon classes or services where specifically we taught on prayer. And it was prayer by precept and example. Because I was aware, I'm leading people whom it's nice and poetic but anywhere 
<laughs> we had to teach people what is prayer, how do you pray, different kinds of prayer. We prayed for people to be filled with the Holy Ghost, show them how to pray in the Holy Ghost, what intercession is, what interceding with the Holy Spirit. We would teach Bazalon for an hour and then we would pray. And then we would pray. And I tell you, we released a spiritual tsunami. And you know the nice thing with prayer? It goes into your future. Yeah. Ah, you didn't hear what I said. Oh! When Daddy Simon and the other people were praying in Azusa Street in 1902, 1904, 1905, 1906, they are prayers that are miles away. Went over the oceans, crossed the borders, went over time, went to Bramfontein, Johannesburg, started an apostolic faith mission church. And that church went to Zimbabwe, went to Zambia, went to Malawi. That church went to other places. A prayer that was prayed over here went right into the future. Mamalang, God wants to open the future for you. God wants to lay a path in front of you for you. The issue is, are you going to pray? I know as well as I know anything that some of those prayers have given birth to what we are seeing here. Yeah. Yeah. But it is the effectual, fervent prayer. It has to be hot and burning and passionate. Mustn't be half-hearted. But you've got to ask God to help you learn how to pray. Some of us are lala. Playing. Ask God to help you to know how to pray. I'm so glad that in 1979, when I got filled with the Holy Spirit, I was really taught to pray. And I can promise you, and I tell you as well as I stand here, had it not been for that, I don't think all these things we're showing you would even be happening. In fact, I don't think I would even be standing here. That's why the Bible says, pray without ceasing. Houses of renewal become places of prayer. Where we, 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 we are not surprised when people pray. We're used to it. We don't have to push people to pray. They're already prayed up. Yeah. Why? Because they have a rich prayer life. Go high. How about the Mokerakeng? We don't have to crank them to worship. We don't have to crank them to come here and kneel and ask God to forgive. We don't have to crank them to praise. Sometimes I look when the music says, Ah, Basalana, ask to learn, ask to learn, ask to learn, ask to learn, ask to learn. When are some of you hear me so? When I'm about to say, Basalana, ask to learn, ask to learn, ask to learn. Some of you are just. I realize it's a hard problem. It's a spiritual problem. Lomzalona Lona is disconnected. Even when the anointing is here, you can't you can't get into the zone. 
because you are zoned out. But that's changing today. I said that's changing today. That's changing today. Find a way to keep yourself hungry for God. It takes discipline. I'm telling you, Basalan, it takes discipline. Take discipline. Because Charles told us in Canada, they told him, they said, why must we go to church? We don't need God. Yeah, 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 they told him that. They said, if we are sick, we have medical aid. If you are hungry, we have the credit card, we'll go buy food. Yeah. That's what, that's what, that's what happens in Lady Khanla. I would rather be wealthy and still love God. I don't mind. And when I worship him, I cannot appearing. Whatever I have on, I don't care. God is number one. If they look at me funny, Avanchebe funny. We will meet on the other side of eternity. Can I hear an amen? Yeah. Yeah, progress in life. But put God at the center. Put God first. I close, Bazalan. It so hurts me when I see sometimes how some people who were raised by parents who prayed, oftentimes, it's a single parent. Raising these children, katata. You know, I look at some people in a church and, you know, as a leader, you know where people come from. I won't tell you who I'm talking about. There's several of them. But I remember one day I was looking at this lady and, and I got to meet her children. <laughs> I remember these kids, hey, yeah, no, things are not easy here. But I remember that I was looking at and these children, now, years later, you look at what has happened to them. But oftentimes, I want to go to those children and say, Kikupa, please, how so to look clever? Skalibala. It's a sad thing for people like us to watch children like that. Now they are no longer even hot about God. They have too much choice. They are spoiled for choice. They philosophize about God now. It's such a sad thing because some of us, we remember the prayers we prayed. Sometimes we remember the nights we stayed up to pray for them. When you see them, it breaks your heart. Because see, all that has to happen is one crisis. One. That your achievement cannot solve. One. That all, everything you have, you can solve it. That's the time of one hour to bury man. Unfortunately, some of them are too proud to admit they were wrong. 
And God, make our hearts burn with the love for him. That we love him. We are prayerful people. And when we come to church, we are here to pray. We've come prayed up because this is a house of prayer. Would you bow your heads, please?